0: Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to episode 61 of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, Clemson continues to dominate high school recruiting in the 2023 cycle. They get a top 300 recruit. We also are going to talk about CJ Stroud, Ohio State starting quarterback, getting a $200,000 G-Wagon as a part of an NIL deal and how NIL is constantly evolving. Then we'll transition over to some NFL news and then we'll finish off the episode talking about some MLB news and the NBA Finals and, you know how it's been going so far. But anyway, guys, before we do begin today's episode, I do want to ask y'all to please make sure that you are following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover Seven with Mason Pierce podcast. Both links are down in the description below. Guys, I hope y'all have had a fantastic week. I know I'm ready for the weekend. I bet y'all are probably ready for the weekend. So let me know what y'all are going to do this weekend on the Instagram. Just comment on one of the posts. Let me know what y'all are doing this weekend and what type of fun plans y'all have or if you're just going to you know hang out and relax. But anyway, guys, let's get right into today's episode. And the first thing I want to talk about is some high school commitment news and this news is actually regarding a four star offensive tackle Ian Reed out of Austin Texas now Ian he is 6 foot 5 290 pounds and a lot of scouts are calling him a blue chip type player so very hard nosed rough type of guy But anyway, Ian announced his um, commitment earlier this week and announced that he would be joining Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. So Dabo Sweeney is starting to kind of heat up in the recruiting cycle. I said it on Wednesday's episode. Don't be shocked to see Clemson kind of start to revitalize that 2023 um, recruiting class. I mean, they did start out very slow compared to a lot of other schools, but I do think Clemson is still one of the more you know, sought-after programs in the country. But anyway, Ian had offers from schools like Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, Oklahoma State, and Texas A&M. So he pretty much had any offer that you would want, and he decided to join Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers, as obviously this is a huge get for you know the Clemson Tigers, as he is, Ian Reid is considered a top offensive tackle prospect throughout the whole country so huge get for Dabo sweeney and the clemson tigers now that's really the only notable high school commitment news we have 40 days episode but we do actually have some transfer portal news and some nil news But let's get to the transfer portal news first, and this will be regarding former Alabama and Kentucky wide receiver Javon Baker. Now, Javon Baker, after spending roughly two seasons with the Crimson Tide, you know, coming out of the 2020 class as a four-star recruit. And Javon actually entered the transfer portal right after the 2021 season ended and actually did make his commitment pretty soon after that, announcing that he would join the Kentucky Wildcats back on January 21st. But after a couple, I guess something happened last month, it was reported that Javon Baker would not be attending Kentucky anymore, whether it's academics or some off-the-field stuff. We have no clue. But all we did know was that Javon would not be going to Kentucky. So he reopened his um, recruitment, entering back into the transfer portal. And Javon actually made his announcement earlier this week. He announced that he will be joining Gus Malzon in the UCF Golden Knights. Now, this obviously, UCF, is one of the best, group of five schools right now in the country they will be you know becoming a power five school come next season when they join the big 12 alongside Cincinnati and Houston in the American Conference so I mean expect a lot more kids to join UCF especially the fact that UCF also is going to be a power five school and the fact that Gus Malzon is their head coach and he's done an absolutely amazing job as a recruiter for the Knights so absolutely amazing get for them as javon baker was a top 200 player in the 2020 cycle now that is it for recruiting news but i do want to talk about first some pretty interesting nil news and this actually occurred on wednesday and it was announced that cj stroud would be signing an nil deal with a car dealership in columbus ohio and he would be getting a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bentley Bentega, Bentega, something like i'm telling you it's B E N T A Y T T A Y G A. But actually it was reported he changed his mind, quote unquote, and opted for a two hundred thousand dollar Mercedes G Wagon. So Ryan Day was pretty much right about the fact that, you know, it's gonna cost these teams, especially these, you know, blue collar programs, it's gonna cost them roughly about thirteen million to keep their whole roster intact because if this is just one NIO deal for CJ Stroud who's regarded as a top quarterback in this year's um, college football season and in next year's college, or NFL draft. So, I mean, the fact that he pretty much is able to just kind of pick and choose, you know, these six-figure cars is kind of insane. But, like, at the end of the day, it's as good these players are getting paid. Like I said in Wednesday's episode, I like these type of NIL deals versus schools just outright recruiting kids you know, via using companies to pay them in some form, but this is absolutely kind of cool to see the fact that you know these players are getting literal huge type endorsements. We we saw Bijan Robinson, the star running back for Texas, he got a deal with a Lamborghini dealership down in Austin, Texas, and I mean he got I think it was a Urus out of it, a Lamborghini SUV. It was he I mean he got a Lambo out of it regardless, which is still really cool. But I don't remember the exact type of car he got. But yeah, C.J. Stroud. We're starting to see more and more players starting to sign these huge NIL deals. We saw Quinn Ewers sign an NIL deal with Fortnite. And I'll just continue to expect to see a lot of these really cool NIL deals. I mean, personally, I mean, hey, Lamborghini, if you want to come sponsor me real quick, you know, let me drive around a, a Lambo, and I'll you know, con- consistently shout you all out here on the podcast. I'd absolutely love that. But, yeah, congrats to CJ, though, for actually being able to continue to get these NIL deals. But anyway, guys, that is it for today's um, college football news. Not too, too much to talk about. Like I always say, fall camp's not here yet, but it is right around the corner. And once that happens, we definitely will have a lot more college football news to discuss. But anyway, like we always do, let's transition over to some NFL news. And the first thing I want to talk about in today's NFL news Is Cooper Cup in the Los Angeles Rams. Now, earlier this week, the Los Angeles Rams and Aaron Donald, they'd agreed on a new contract extension, two years, $60 million. You know, record setting for a non quarterback to get paid that type of money. And, you know, the Rams decided, like, you know what, we're not done. We want to keep this team intact. So on Wednesday, they actually signed star wide receiver Cooper Cup to a three year, $80 million contract extension. Now, you're probably wondering, Because Cooper Cup did get a contract extension a couple years back, but actually now this makes his his full contract is technically now five years, hundred and ten million dollars, and you're probably wondering why is he not the highest paid wide receiver now? You know, because he just literally won Offensive Player of the Year this past season. Well, Cooper Cup stated multiple times that he doesn't want to be. You know the highest paid. He wants to be paid along the highest paid, but he doesn't want to be necessarily the highest paid wide receiver in the league, because obviously if he did that, his team wouldn't be able to upgrade in positions they need to. Now, I know the salary cap is just a myth for the Los Angeles Rams, because I don't know how they've been able to sign all these free agents and re-sign all their guys. I mean, they went out and got Bobby Wagner. They went out and got Allen Robinson. They re-signed Aaron Donald. They gave Jalen Ramsey that huge contract extension a couple years back you know they just now gave cooper cup this huge extension they gave matthew stafford a huge extension i mean it's just they're tossing money left and right right and left. but anyway i'm absolutely happy for cooper cup as he you know literally worked his absolute tail off to get to where he's at now and i mean he definitely is well deserving of it just you know he won an offensive player of the year this past season so congrats to cooper cup on landing a huge contract with the los angeles rams i'm glad the rams are not scared to spend money cuz i mean that's what that's what it's going to take to win you know, win Super Bowls, and obviously they're kind of figuring that out, and that's why they're wanting to keep this whole team intact. So, I mean, once again, congrats to Cooper for absolutely getting the bag from the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the next news I want to talk about is regarding former Kansas City Chief and current San Francisco 49er defensive edge rusher D. Ford. Now, D. Ford, during his time with the San Francisco 49ers, has kind of been up and down, he hasn't really – ever been consistently healthy he's mostly been injured during his time with the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are kind of solidifying the fact that hey you know we don't expect him to be on the team anymore because Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan literally said that in an interview that he does not expect um, D Ford to be on on their team so all signs are pretty much pointing to the fact that D Ford will become a free agent and will be released I know a team that's kind of heavily trying to get d ford is the new york jets as they still do need some edge rush even after getting jermaine johnson in the first round of the nfl draft but d ford if you do remember his time at kansas city was a very solid edge rusher i know he's mostly known for his offsides penalty against the patriots back in i think 2018 but anyway d ford is a very solid edge rusher when healthy and if he can stay healthy he could possibly get back to that point in his career but anyway guys the next news that i do want to talk about is regarding Seattle Seahawks star wide receiver D.K. Metcalf. Now, D.K. Metcalf, he's starting to get to the end of his current rookie year contract. We just saw his former Ole Miss teammate in A.J. Brown get a huge contract extension from the Philadelphia Eagles. So, D.K. is kind of expecting the same thing from the Seahawks. Now, anyway, D.K. Metcalf currently right now is holding out of Seahawks' mandatory uh, training camp due to unhappiness with his current contract situation. So, Is this worrisome for Seattle fans? No, he'll probably still stay with the team regardless, but I do think they are going to eventually, they need to pay him or or he might actually be kind of bad for that locker room because we've seen it numerous times where guys kind of kill the energy in a locker room due to the fact that they are currently having some troubles within the organization. But once again, Seattle loves DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf seems to love Seattle. And I think they will get everything under control. But we have another star now holding out of, not OTAs, but holding out of minicamp due to contract situations. But earlier last week, we saw Kyler Murray and Debo Samuel return to their respective teams after having some contract issues, you know, with the front office. So that is good signs for a lot of teams. I think it'll probably be the same way for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. But anyway, Seahawks fans, don't worry. DK Metcalf is going to stay a Seahawk. I 100% do not believe he will get traded unless a team, you know, obviously gives up a huge amount of picks and possibly players to get him, but anyway, guys, the final news that I do want to talk about for today's NFL segment, and I know today's episode is not going to be super, super long, but this is kind of some and news and this is regarding the whole deshaun watson situation now this is on this deshaun watson situation just got a little bit more dicey now it's reported that deshaun watson had apparently met a minimum of 66 women over 17 months for his quote-unquote massages and also, reportedly, the Texans also gave him hotel rooms for appointments and also provided him with non-disclosure agreement papers. So, yeah, it's not looking really good for Deshaun Watson. Uh, apparently, the NFL has already kind of made their... Uh, made their, I guess you could say kind of made up their mind about what they want to do for suspension-wise with Deshaun Watson. It's looking like it's going to be between the one- to two-year range. I likely doubt he won't get... I think the bare minimum games he's going to get suspended is like 10 to 12. There's no way because we just saw Calvin Ridley, the uh, Atlanta Falcons star wide receiver, get suspended a whole season due to a a gambling issue. So that was kind of shocking to everyone. But the fact now that we know that Deshaun Watson apparently met with 66 women over 17 months and apparently the Texans were helping him set up these meetings – it's not a good look, man. It's it, I mean, I didn't know how to feel, but after reading a lot of this recent stuff and the fact that he just got two more lawsuits against him, it's really not looking good. Now, obviously I hope this is not the case at all. I hope I mean, obviously I hope he is innocent and that none of this actually did happen, but if it did happen, I mean, he, you know, he has to suffer the consequences of his actions, and if you don't believe that, you're most likely a Browns fan, kind of just salty at the fact that you don't get to see Deshaun Watson in a Browns uniform, but also there was another thing that I heard when I was listening to 105.3 The Fan, which is a local radio station down here in the Dallas Metroplex, they were talking about the fact that in um Deshaun Watson's current contract with the Cleveland Browns, uh, apparently his contract cannot be voided for the first 22 lawsuits, so like, when they signed that contract, he could not get his money voided due to those lawsuits. But it doesn't talk about these new two lawsuits possibly being voided. Or like they could void his contract, do that if he is found guilty. Which kind of raises the question, could we see the Cleveland Browns possibly release Deshaun Watson if he is found you know, found guilty of these these crimes? And I just think it's really crazy the fact that the Browns full-willingly traded, I think it was some crazy, three first-round picks... Some I mean it it was I, I remember when I saw the trade, I'm like, okay, this has to be a good sign for Deshaun Watson because a team willingly traded all of this knowing that okay, maybe his situation isn't necessarily done yet, but it likely is and that's what we all kind of thought was okay, this whole situation might be over, but ever since he got to Cleveland, it seems like it's gotten even worse. And apparently the um the guy that is representing all of the females that apparently are um that are filing lawsuits against Deshaun Watson. He's also taken in the Houston Texans organization as a defendant in this case against Deshaun Watson, which I don't really understand because if they were helping Deshaun Watson set up all these appointments, how are they the victims in this? because they were I mean they should be the ones getting lawsuits against them if it actually is true. Now, once again, we don't know all the facts necessarily. This could just be straight rumors and, you know, yada yada yada, but this comes from investigations and everything like that. So, it is coming from reliable sources, but I just I just don't understand, man. Like the position you were in, you're so willing just to get I mean I don't understand. I just, I really don't. I don't know what, I mean, I really wish I could see what type of mindset he was in and all of this because it just doesn't make sense. And the fact that the numbers just keep going against him and the fact that more and more women are coming out against him, it's just not looking good. And I know the Cleveland Browns right now are probably like, oh, good gracious, you know, did we really make a mistake trading for him? Are we never going to really see him in a Cleveland Browns uniform for the next couple years? Because once again, Calvin Ridley got suspended for a whole year just for gambling. And gambling is not, you know, life-threatening or anything malicious either. So the fact of the matter is, is that Deshaun Watson, his current situation right now with the NFL and even outside of the NFL, just the lawsuits in general, it is not favoring him anymore. It is definitely favoring the fact that he is guilty of all these crimes. And, I mean, like I said, I hope for the best, but it's just... Deshaun Watson is in an absolute mess right now. But anyway, guys, that is it for today's NFL segment. Let me know what y'all enjoyed about that segment. I mean, personally, I enjoyed hearing about the um, Cooper Cup news because, like I said, I loved watching Cooper Cup when he was at Eastern Washington because he was such a underdog when he got to the NFL. But if you watch any of his college highlight tape, Dude was an absolute beast. Even when they played, I think Easter Washington played Oregon back in, like, 2014, 2015. And he had, like, 200 receiving yards. And, I mean, from that point on, I think people started to realize, oh, shoot, this guy is, you know, actually a monster. I mean, he was, like, a multiple-time FCS All-American. And, I mean, the Rams absolutely did get a steal. I think they picked him in, like, the fourth round of the uh, 2017 draft, I want to say. So... It's just, I'm absolutely happy for Cooper Cup because, I mean, it's well-deserved. He worked his tail off to get to that point. But anyway, guys, let's talk about some MLB news. And I guess the most trending story right now in Major League Baseball is probably the Los Angeles Angels and their current losing streak. Now, the losing streak for the Los Angeles Angels has officially reached 14 games, which is a franchise record losing streak. So, you know... If the Angels aren't going to win by winning, they're definitely going to win by losing, and you know they're making history, but by losing. Now on Wednesday night, which was the 14th game they've lost in a row, they were shut out by the Boston Red Sox, one to zero. And I mean, there's still 104 games left to play in the season, so obviously the season is not over right now. The Angels are just 27 and 31. They're only four games behind, or they're only four games out of 500. So it's not the worst, but I do think it does raise some concern at the fact that this amount of talent on a team and they're not even able to win a game. Now, Mike Trout, when he exited Tuesday's game with a groin injury, that kind of solidified the fact that, oh, my goodness, the season is officially over. Mike Trout is injured again because it always seems like, um, unfortunately, a reoccurring theme these past couple years that Mike Trout gets injured mid-year and he's out for the rest of the year. Or we might see him a couple times and then, you know, he's obviously quote-unquote out for the rest of the year. But anyway, and he also did not play on Wednesday, but the Angels do say that his injury is just minor and he is day-to-day. So that is some of these good news for Angel fans. But the Angels thought that they had an actual way to get rid of the losing streak. And that was by making every single Angels batter. Their walk-up song being a Nickelback song. And yes, you heard that right. The Angels actually thought by playing Nickelback for every single batter <laughs> that it would end their losing streak. I mean, it is desperate times right now in Anaheim. The Angels are just kind of doing whatever they can to get rid of that 14-game losing streak as they had set a franchise record. Uh, I mean, Mike Trout, he did end his you know career worst. I think it was like 0 for 26, you know, hitting slump. But... Man, the Angels just need some type of momentum because it's not looking good at all. And you know, with this huge losing streak, this puts the Texas Rangers in second place for the AL West, you know, only trailing the um Houston Astros. Which is kind of shocking because these past couple of seasons, the Rangers have been either fourth or fifth in the AL West. You know what I mean? They haven't been anywhere near the top, so this just kinda shows you how bad the AL West is this year outside of obviously Houston. But anyway, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see when the Angels do win a game because I I just have no idea. But I think, you know, one thing about this is I think this actually might be good for the Angels because this is gonna want people. This is gonna bring people to go watch the games now because everyone's gonna want to go to a game and you know possibly witness the Angels breaking a you know uh, franchise record worst fourteen game losing streak, fifteen game losing streak, and so forth if it continues. So. It might be good at the same time for Angel, you know, the Angels as a franchise because it might draw some attention to their um, franchise for once. But anyway, the next news that we have is actually regarding Marcus Simeon. Yes, the former Oakland Athletic and former Toronto Blue Jay, now with the Texas Rangers, signed a huge seven year, $175 million contract in the offseason. He had a very rough start to the season. I'm talking batted way under 200, didn't even have a home run for about the first month and a half. And it's starting to look like he finally is gaining some momentum. Now, during this road trip up to Cleveland for the Texas Rangers so far, he had a monster day on Tuesday, hitting three home runs in a um, doubleheader against the Cleveland Guardians. And over his past 20 games, he's he has a batting average of 3.25 with six homers and eight steals. So... He still has that power and speed combo that the Texas Rangers wanted, and it's kind of good to see him finally heating up. Because I, as a range, not a Rangers fan, but someone that watches the Rangers pretty much consistently, I was kind of getting worried at the fact did the Rangers, you know, make another dumb signing. But it's, it's starting to, you know, starting to seem like it might have been a really good signing. And I've heard a lot of people speculate on the fact that if he continues on this pace, could he might steal his way into the MLB All Star Weekend or the, the All-Star game weekend, yeah, 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 you know what I meant. But it's going to be very intriguing to see because this Rangers team so far, they're starting to heat up. I mean, obviously, they don't have the most talented lineup. They don't have the best pitching rotation or bullpen. But the guys that they do have are pretty solid. Ezekiel Duran, who got called up from Double A Frisco, he's had an amazing start to his MLB career so far. Currently has a point three five zero batting average or something like that. It's in the 300s, and he's been solid. I mean, he hit his first home run only a couple games into his career, so the Rangers have a lot to look forward to in the future. I think – they can at least upgrade the bullpen and then possibly even upgrade a little bit of the starting rotation. They could really make a deep playoff push. But anyway, guys, that is it for today's MLB news. And for the final topic of today's episode, I want to let's discuss a little bit of the current NBA finals. Now the NBA finals game three happened on Wednesday. And Boston ended up taking that game. 116 to 100 now boston does currently lead the series two to one over the golden state warriors as game four will be on friday up in boston and i mean jason tatum is absolutely balling out steph curry is absolutely balling out in this series as well as he currently has 31 points per game five rebounds and three assists so i still do firmly believe that the boston celtics will take the series in six against the golden state warriors and Unless, the you know, Golden State's offense just becomes so unguardable, I think Boston easily takes this series. But, like I said, the Warriors always, for some reason, are able to come back in these type of situations. So, I mean, it's been a pretty fun series to watch so far, and I think it's only going to continue to get better. Now, guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope y'all really did enjoy today's episode. I know I enjoyed making it for y'all. And before y'all do head out, once again, if you do feel like being a little bit generous and trying to step up your support for the podcast, Anchor.com currently has a program where it's called Monthly Supporters, where you can pay five dollars a month and it allows me to better the quality of the podcast, allows me to, you know, eventually give y'all some exclusive perks and even give y'all some giveaways when we reach certain milestones. But anyway, guys, I was, I mean it's obviously it's not required. I don't expect y'all to do it. You know, what I mean I'm grateful for any type of support y'all show me, whether it's just simply like, follow, rating, whatever it might be on any platform. I'm so grateful for y'all and all the support that y'all have shown me so far. So thank y'all again for everything. But guys, I hope y'all have a fantastic Friday. I hope y'all have a fantastic weekend. Make sure to continue to watch the NBA Finals and even some MLB. But anyway, guys, I hope y'all have a fantastic weekend, and I will see y'all back here on Monday. Peace.